0: everybody hello 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 can you hear me there you are I knew you'd come on this is Christy from Life Struggles and my co-host Melinda and we just wanted to welcome you to our new episodes that started the day after Thanksgiving And they will run until December 23rd. And guess what? I'm so excited. They are us reviewing the top 25 favorite Christmas movies. We did this because every single day people have life struggles. And especially the last two years... With the pandemic with the election with the george floyd's death we've lost businesses we've lost loved ones we've lost a lot and we truly believe that our loved ones would want us to bring cheer and celebrate this christmas with as much positivity as possible and so Sit back, grab some
1: eggnog, and maybe a couple Christmas cookies, and enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to Life Struggles. I am Christy
0: Collier, and normally my co host, Melinda Weigel, is with me, but unfortunately, three of her children in school are now home because the schools have COVID going through them. And also, she's been sick. Uh, Melinda's been sick. Her kids have been sick, but they do not have COVID. So that's a good thing. But she's very overwhelmed. And I'm going to be doing this by myself So you're going to have to bear with me because I'm not going to have somebody to share different parts with me. So I had to make a lot of notes, even though I watched that movie four times. So let's get started. We are, or I am, reviewing Once Upon a Christmas Miracle. I am going to have to look at my notes, so no judging here. So the actors are ready. Drum Is Amy T. Garden who plays Heather? Brett Dalton who plays Chris? I believe it was Dempsey. Yeah.
1: Um, Lolita David David Davidovich. Davidovich Davidovich it doesn't matter anyway Lolita
0: Davidovich is uh Judy and she is Chris's mom and then we have Cassandra Potenza who is Ashley her sister and uh, Nancy Sorrell, who plays Kathy, her mom, and Tom
1: Zimburl, who plays her dad. Okay, it is produced. Hmm, do we know that one? Did, why would I not put
0: that down? <sighs> Okay, well, let me
1: just check here. Because that would be a horrible thing not to say. It's such a good movie. Right now, I'm under the reviews. Hmm. Well, I did know. Oh, the director was Gary Yates. Or Yater. I need to check that. Anyway, let's get started.
0: So the film itself um, is based on an incredible story of an organ donor, Chris Dempsey, and recipient Heather Kruger. Um it's a true story. well, based on a true story.
1: Um So let me see what do they say And you didn't need to hear that. That's not supposed to be on. <laughs> so we'll just take that one off, and where to go analysis. Okay, so basically, oh, here's a little bit more information. So the release date was December 9th of 2018. Um, it's also a harm, Hallmark movie, which is going to,
0: I believe, be seen on TV Um December 19th at 7 p.m. on the Hallmark station. Otherwise, if you want to watch it before then, I'm getting ahead of myself, I know, but that's okay. Um, I believe you can watch it on Voodoo and Prime and
1: IMDb, and I watched it off of Prime. Okay, so
0: the basis of the story, the summary, I'm going to say, okay, Told she was half less than a few months to live without a liver transplant, Heather Kruger's time was running out when a kind stranger, Chris Dempsey, heard of her plight and discovered he was a perfect match. The two met and before long a friendship developed into romance. Based on the true story by Aaron Dobson, it follows Heather and Chris's journey over three Christmases as his selfless gesture leads to a Christmas miracle for everyone involved okay that's their part and then I'm going to tell you everything that I got from the movie and it's a lot but if Melinda was here she could stop me and she could put in her two cents and and I wouldn't be talking so much so I think I told you that so what Heather first of all it starts out that um She is in nursing school, and she's just hanging out with a couple of the nurses, and everything they do, she seems to be getting tired a lot, and then all of a sudden, she almost passes out, and so her mother goes and picks her up, and her mother makes her promise, because I guess she had been complaining to her mother, which they don't show yet, Um, of being tired a lot lately so her mom makes her promise that they will go to the doctor the next day so they go to the doctor they run some tests and they have to wait for the results um I think it was about three days later the results came in and she had a disorder called AIH that is an immune system disorder and the cause is unknown But she was in stage four liver disease, which, as most of you probably know, stage four pretty much means you could be dying. So she asked, so what do I do? Because she's in nursing school and, you know, she knows quite a bit. She said, what kind of medications do I start on? Uh, what what do you suggest? And they stop her because the doctor has with him a transplant manager. So um, as they're talking about a transplant, they the transplant manager said that like she was so far into stage four, her liver was failing um, that she needed this. Very quickly, and they felt the best thing to do if they put her on just a donor, a, a liver donor, um, she wouldn't make it. So they needed
1: to find a a live liver donor, which I'd never heard
0: of before, and I was like, "How the heck does somebody live give their liver away?" But as it turns out, um, and she explains this, that she only needs half of a liver and they really don't go into the details of the surgery itself, but she, you know, obviously has to find somebody that's a perfect match for her. Um, that is, but first of all, they have to be willing to give up half their liver, um, And then, you know, the blood types have to be the same and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so she and her, well, her whole family start trying to find out. Because first of all, insurance isn't going to cover all this. She's got to quit nursing school. Um, But more than anything, she wants to live. And so they, they all get on this... Um, on social media, and they make posters and everything looking for a donor. And then comes, so they keep getting no's, no's, no people that don't match. Lots and lots of people responded and wanted to help out, but they weren't the perfect match. So now I want to talk a little bit about Chris. So Chris works temporarily for a, a um, nursery that obviously during the Christmas season sells Christmas trees. And he's doing that just part-time his regular job per se. He was in the Marines and had, a, had uh, not been home in five years. So this was his first year home and, uh, this is where he was working at and having a blast and just the kind of sweetest man you could ever meet. And you can tell when you meet his mother that this is where he gets a lot of his personality. She's kind. She's sweet. She's generous. She's, she loves her son so much and that's really important. Okay. So onto my notes. So when he sees the, um ad on one of the billboards it wasn't a billboard but you know you know it's different stores like put them on their cork boards and stuff and so he decides this is what he wants to do that he wants to be a donor so before he even says anything he goes and checks to make sure that he would even be able to do that and it comes out that he does And so he, of course, being the great guy that he is, he tells his mom about it first and they discuss it. And then he shows up at her house.
1: Well, actually he calls her and asks if he can meet her and then
0: tells her that he wants to be the donor. And so they meet, I believe it's, Like just maybe a little bakery shop or a coffee shop. They didn't really go into that detail. But they had hot chocolate, like I am. So they meet, and right away you can see a connection between them. Um, Both of them are just very, very giving people, positive people, um, smiling all the time. And uh, so he tells her, she she said, you know, well, I you know, I so much appreciate this, but you're going to have to be checked first. And he said, I've already done that. And we're a perfect match. So she was quite excited, didn't know how to react. This is a stranger. Um, the, you know, she kind of gets teary eyed. And then she just jumps up and gives him a big hug and says, thank you. And of course, kind of worries, you know, is he sure? Does he know all the complications and the things they have to go through? And and he's already done all of his homework. Okay. So the surgery, the, the doctors tell them that the surgery has to be done, like, really quick, that she's going fast. And so... After they had met, they had like two days before surgery. So I think they met on a Saturday night. Um, sun Sunday is when like she told her family all about it and stuff. And he um, then called her or she called him. I don't remember which one it was, but she, I think it was her. She called him and said she wanted him to go see the Kruger cabin. And so they go to the Kruger Cabin. Now, the Kruger Cabin is where the Krugers go every Christmas Eve. Is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? I think it's Christmas Eve. Anyway, it's it's a beautiful cabin and they go all out in their Christmas decorations and they have their Christmas meal. So I believe it's Christmas Day. But before then, you know, they do other decorations and stuff. When she takes him to the cabin, the decorations are not up yet, but what she does do is she has him go to the uh, tree farm. It's not a tree farm, though. It's a greenery house where they have all the Christmas trees, and so they pick one out, and she's been in pain and stuff, so she has him pick up the Christmas tree and put it in the truck, and they take it to the cabin. And he brings it inside the cabin and he puts it up. Um, They do not decorate it though yet. Okay. Um, The other thing is the Kruger family has all these traditions and they have a big um, board up in their kitchen that has, you know, one, this is what we do, two, this is what we do. And these are all things they do before Christmas, and they check each one off as they go along. So one of them is making wreaths, and that is Heather's job. So while they're at the cabin, and I believe she just feels really at home and and cozy and safe and all those things, and that's why she wanted to go the night before, and she wanted to share those things with Chris who she was so thankful for. And so they sit down and she says, would you like to help me make these wreaths? Which he absolutely knows nothing about. And so she starts making her wreaths, which she's extremely good at. And they get to know each other just, you know, better by talking
1: and, and sharing memories and stuff like that. Um, what did I put down here? One of one of the things
0: that um, came out my mind, and I don't know if I wrote it down or not, somewhere. Oh, so as she's making these wreaths, she's got some that have white on it, and some that have red berries, and he's so they're mistletoe wreaths, and he said. Um, So what's, what's the white one? And she said, actually, that's the mistletoe. The ones with the red berries is holly. And he's like, you mean to tell me that all these years people have been kissing under the wrong thing? And she said, yep, if they don't know the difference, they've been kissing under the wrong thing. But it really doesn't matter because it's still a happy thing, right? Okay, so the next morning they were supposed to be there at 6 a.m., Uh, at the hospital for the surgery and his mom comes with him and then her sister and her dad and her mom comes with her so all that's all the family and they all go in and the two so Heather and Chris are taken away and they're taken to the surgical waiting room and they're laying on gurneys side by side and she kind of looks over at him and he looks over at her and she said, are you scared? And he's not. And then she says, she's not, but then she says a little bit. And he says, yeah, I am too, but it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. And then they come in and they get him first and she's kind of getting scared, but he grabs her hand. And he said, everything's going to be fine. And they take him away. And she did say, why, why, why are you taking him? And I don't remember exactly their answer, but I think they said that's just the order that they have to do it. So we don't see the surgery itself. Thank goodness. Then the next thing we see is her waking up in her room and her sister and her mom and her dad are. Are all sitting back and they're uh, reading books and on, on their phones, on their iPads, and they got blankets around them and their legs are over each other and they're, they're all comfortable. She just has a little smile on her face and she goes back to sleep. This is a very exhausting surgery. So, so for several days, um, they would be going in and out of, of sleeping. Now, they had to be there a total of, I believe it was seven to 10 days.
1: I'm probably getting ahead of myself because I know the movie.
0: Yeah, so surgery is successful, and they have seven to 10 days in the hospital. Heather speaks to Chris. Oh, she sneaks to Chris's room. So that's what's cute. So um, she wakes up again, and she sees her family gone. And then she sees like these Christmas cookies in a box sitting them on the tables. And of course, there's Christmas decorations all over her room. And she just gets out of her bed and decides she needs to go see Chris. So this was like the day three, which she shouldn't have even been up yet walking around. But she was fine. And she got up and she took these Christmas cookies with her, which there was a note on them that said these are, because I, I guess they're special foods. That they can't eat for quite a while while their liver is uh, regenerating. So I didn't know that either, that you could actually have a half a liver and then the rest of it would eventually grow back. So they just took the part out that was damaged on her. No, they took her liver out and gave her half a his. That's what they did. Okay. So Anyway, she decides she's going to go visit Chris and see how he is. And so she very she starts to walk out of the room and this new nurse walks in and says, oh, are you supposed to be up? And she said, oh, yeah, the doctors want me to get up as soon as possible and get some strength back. And she just keeps on walking. This new nurse is like looking through her charts and she continues on to Chris's room. Well, He's doing a little bit better than her because, you know, he didn't have a liver disease. He just had part of his liver removed. So he's sitting up and doing his thing and whatever. He's such a happy man. You, you guys are going to love him. And he's excited to see her, but there, but she's whispering. So it's, it's kind of funny. So he's whispering back. And she said, I brought you some cookies. And he's like, oh, Yes. But she says, but they're not for you. They're for you to give to the nurses. And so they visit for a little bit. And then pretty soon you hear the nurse down the hall calling her name out. (laughs) She was caught. So she went back to her room. And then the next scene, you see them. They're still in the hospital, but there must be some kind of room. And I don't think it's it's not a public waiting room, so it's probably just a room that you can be on, like a community room on your floor. And so they watch a Christmas movie together. Um, And in that Christmas movie, there's one scene, one particular scene that she says, oh, look, you can tell they're so in love, and yet it's complicated. And he's just like watching her. And and then she looks over at him and it's kind of an uncomfortable moment because you can see as this movie goes along that they get along so well and they have like all the same likes and, and, and they have the, you know, just really matching personalities too. Um, but there's a reason why they haven't gotten together. Okay. So they watch this movie still at the hospital and then Chris is released three days. Now, this is after the movie, three days before Heather and she doesn't hear from him. So she didn't she didn't know that he was going home and he's never called her and she gets home and he still hasn't called her and she's really wanting to see him um, and he's really wanting to see her. But both of them are having the same thoughts. She voices her thought to her sister by saying that she's afraid um, that he will feel obligated to talk to her or see her. And in the meantime, he's talking to his boss. And his boss has said, have you seen Heather yet? And he's saying no. And when asked why, also says, well, I don't want her to feel like she has to see me just because I helped her out. So they're kind of on the same page there. Um, But her sister talked to her and convinced her to call him. So she finally calls him and asks him if he would take a walk with her which they're supposed to start doing is walking around and getting their strength back, right? So they're both still a little bit awkward um, with each other. And as they walk, they have just a general conversation of and going back, you know, about going back to nursing school. And, and then she tells them that's probably... Not going to happen for a while when he asked her why, because he knew that she really wanted to be a nurse and was getting towards the end of her nursing school. She said, well, you know, we have all these medical bills. Plus, she lost her scholarship because she had to drop out. And once you drop out. You lose your scholarship. Um, So that's just in a conversation. It's not her feeling sorry for herself whatsoever, And she says, but it'll all work out in the end.
1: Um, Okay. So the next day,
0: Chris visits the Kruger home. And at first, the family thought that he was there to see Heather. But he said, no, 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 no. I want this to be a surprise for Heather. So I made sure that I came when I knew she wasn't here. So Chris tells them that he knows about her not being able to go back to nursing school and having a lot of medical bills, and he has decided he wants to put on a charity event to raise the money to cover the cost of the medical bills and for her to go to nursing school, which absolutely floors the Kruger family, but Loves the idea, but it's like two weeks before Christmas. And they start by saying, you know, well, maybe we can do it in January or February. And he's like, no, no, I want this, I want this to be done within a week. Wow. And they don't know how they're going to do it. He doesn't even know where it's going to be held, but he said, I just know this town is going to be very supportive and we'll get it done. And as
1: you can see, I'm not looking at my notes. So let's see here. Okay. So in the meantime, while he's planning this, there's a scene
0: where Heather and her sister then are talking. Again, they're very close. And again, they're talking about how Heather feels about Chris. And she tells him, you know, that Chris makes her feel happy and, and strong and daring and safe and all, all these wonderful things, but she doesn't want him to feel like he has to be part of her life just because he gave her part of his liver um, and doesn't want him to feel awkward. <laughs> it's funny because here's Chris having a talk with his manager again, but you know they're talking about the fundraiser, and so he says have you have you called her yet and he's like um no i I just don't want her to feel like she has to. So here they are. They're, they're both feeling the same things. Um, but they're both also not wanting to make the other person feel obligated and awkward. But Heather's sister comes through again, and she talks her into calling him. So she invites him to go to the Christmas corner with her the next day. And that's expect, an expect, expect, oh, my goodness, expect a spectacular Christmas story. Don't judge me. I don't, I, you know, I don't have my co-host here to correct me and to help me out here. So, all right. Um, did I mention her sister's name? I think, I don't, I don't know that I did, but I think it's it's Ashley okay let's see so they go to the Christmas oh they go to the Christmas store Christmas corner and it's just absolutely gorgeous there's nothing in the room that isn't Christmassy and it's got all these trees everywhere with all these beautiful ornaments and and then there's gifts all over and stuff and as they're walking around looking at stuff Heather challenges Chris To pick out his favorite ornament, if he finds it, that um, makes his heart feel good. And so he walks around, he looks, and he sees this angel hanging. It's a wooden angel. And he takes it off and he says, here, I found my perfect ornament. And so she asks him, you know, well, why is that your perfect ornament? And he tells her how, when he was a little boy, he had an ornament just like that and and he loved that ornament, and they put it up year after year and then all of a sudden, one year it was missing it was gone, and they never saw it again and So she took it from him, and she said, "I'm insisting on buying this for you then this is your new angel um so as she's purchasing it. For him, he gets a phone call from this charity place that he applied for before he knew he was going to give her his liver, and he met her. And it was to go abroad and just help with a lot of different um, I call them projects, like uh, building houses for people that are homeless and helping. With um, clothing, gathering clothing and food and all that kind of stuff. That's the kind of person he is always giving. Um, So he applied for that position and had been waiting. And Heather had asked him a couple. I think it was hmm, maybe when they were taking a walk through the Christmas store or yeah. Um, she said, Have you heard from them yet? And he had said, No, but I'm I'm sure I will some, you know, any day. Okay. Right when she's purchasing this, he gets the phone call. Well, now not only can you tell that he's fallen in love with her, he's given her half his liver and and they've gotten to know each other really well. And you can tell he's kind of sad that he gets his phone call because that means he would be living abroad. And he doesn't tell her about it right away.
1: Okay. Um, So now it's time for the... Did I tell you this part? I don't think I did. So in the
0: meantime, and I think it was right before her and Chris went to the store to that Christmas store, Ashley um, tells Heather about new plans for their Christmas dinner. So instead of going to the cabin, they were going to the Joe Broser Hotel for their Christmas Eve dinner with just her family. So just the four of them. And they were to dress formally. Now, little does Heather know what awaits for her there. So the night comes and Heather dresses in this beautiful, just perfect red dress for herself and gets her hair all pretty and stuff. And all of them look fantastic, the four of them. And they walk into the hotel and they, they give their name. And as they do that, Heather does make a quick mention of, well, I'm glad we decided to do this just for the four of us because it sounds really busy in there. And so her dad says, well, let's go in. You go first. And so she walks in. This darn thing. She walks in. And ev- there must be 100 or 200 people there. And they all start clapping. And she's just looking around, amazed, not knowing what's going on. And Chris steps out. Okay.
1: Now, let me look at my notes here, so I don't get off track again okay so so they're
0: they're there he He goes up to her and gives her a hug and grabs her hands, and she's looking at him, and she said, "Well what's going on?" And he said, "I decided to put on a charity event to raise some money." To help pay your medical bills and get you back in nursing school. And again, just, he's just such a kind man and so generous. And she, I think she's in awe of just the personality. Like there could be nobody this nice, nobody this giving, nobody this caring. And she's completely comfortable and always grateful. And she says, I just don't know what to say. You just keep giving and giving, and he said, "You don't have to say anything, okay, well, um, so then Chris gets up on the stage, and that's to um, thank everybody for coming, and I believe he shows them where like all the auction gifts are and stuff and what they're gonna be doing, and then he asks Heather to come up on the stage. And Heather gets up there and just says the most beautiful thing. But mostly she just, like, thanks everyone. Um, She's very emotional. Very emotional. And she tells them that the best thing about Christmas is the love and generosity and support that everybody gives to each other and especially to her this year and then the dance begins and heather becomes emotional while she's dancing with him and i'm not going to go into every bit of it because there's you got to watch it but she's dancing with him and he tells her about the phone call and you can see the change in her face and then she says, I, I have to have a moment. And so she she runs away from him. She goes out to the balcony. And she's got a little bit of tears in her eyes. I'm sure it's, it's, it's not because, it's because, she, well, it's because she obviously has fallen in love with him and she wants him around, but she also is not the kind of person that's going to hold him back from his dreams. Nor is he that kind of person that would, hold her back from her dreams you know that's why he's doing all this so that her dreams can be fulfilled and he can't figure out what's wrong so he runs after her and he talks to her he finds her and he talks to her and she tells him that she doesn't want to hold him back from anything
1: and he doesn't he doesn't really say anything to her, you know, he doesn't give her a a reason. He doesn't give
0: her um, any kind of indication that he wouldn't take it. He just listens to her, and I'm not quite sure. Like, I think it just goes into the next scene then. Um, but there is something in that dance that. I want you guys to make sure you're watching it closely because in that dance, and it's just briefly, you will see the real Heather and the real Chris from this true story actually dancing. And I want you, when you guys watch this or listen to it either, because it's going to be on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the things, all the platforms that you can watch, Google Podcasts. Um, But it's also going to be on YouTube. And on YouTube where I'm talking, um, I'd like you to put a comment um, on
1: what they look like. Okay. But anyway, so getting back to, let's see what happens here. Oh, now, now the next day after the
0: dance, or maybe it's even still that night, She's in her room, she's sad, and
1: her mom goes in to talk to her. And she tells her mom about him
0: possibly taking this job. She doesn't know if he's taken it or not. But how she really doesn't know what to do, because he didn't say, you know, well, you could go with me. Or none of that. And She said, I don't even think he knows how I feel. And so her mom says to her the best gift that you can give Chris is your love. That is the greatest gift that you can give him for everything that he's done for you because Heather kept bringing up he's done so much for me and I feel like I haven't done anything for him and it's just a nice motherly talk and daughter talk and And mom just says the best thing. You need to give him your love. And so, again, the third time now, she makes the move. None of these times Chris does the moving first. So, she texts him on Christmas Day. So, remember, Christmas Day is when they go to the cabin, Sorry about that. They go to the cabin and that's when they celebrate their Christmas. But he has never seen that cabin all decorated up. Only saw it undecorated, but potential. And then that's where they made those um, wreaths. The holiday wreaths that have the flocks of white mistletoe and then the red berries so it's supposed to be mistletoe's right okay so heather texts him on christmas day while he and his mom are having their own little christmas and just smiling and laughing and talking and i i believe he was even talking about his job and and then you know heather's name does come up but you know he just says he just he's just happy that she gets to go you know, her medical bills paid and gets to go back to nursing school and his phone goes off and his mom hears it. It's laying right on the counter there. And she says, aren't you going to answer that? And he said, nah, it's Christmas. They can wait. And then she said, I think you should check to see who's wishing you a Merry Christmas. I kind of get the feeling when I'm seeing that, that she might know something that either the two moms have talked or maybe she just has a mother feeling. So he goes and he looks and he went, oh, and he turns around and says, well, it's Heather. And I know it's Christmas day, but she wants me to meet her at the cabin. And he said, but I don't want to leave you alone. And she says, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. And and then she looks at him and she gives him a kiss on the cheek. And I just love 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 this family love that these people have um she says to him you can never leave me you, you'll always be with me and that's just so touching to me i hope you guys tell your children that Whew. i almost started crying there okay so he gets to the cabin and i think she tells him she wants him to see it decorated anyway so he gets there and comes in and they and she shows him all the decorations and stuff and and then she says so my family's going to be here pretty soon for christmas dinner so i just wanted to talk to you before
1: they got here and then She tells him how caring, how loving, how generous,
0: how safe he makes her feel, how he dares her to dream,
1: and how much she has found out that she loves him. He laughs
0: and he smiles. He's And then she said, you're my angel. And he responds that his dreams are with her. Which pretty much sums up that he's probably not going to take that job away. Okay, so one year later. You guys can't see me very good, can you? And you can't see my shirt. You got to see my Christmas shirt. It's so pretty. I know black's not the color, but it's a beautiful Christmas tree with sparkling lights on it. And I think I have some sparkles on my sleeves. So I still am Christmassy. Okay, one year later, of course, it's snowing and it's around Christmas time. And he pulls up in this beautiful white carriage. Beautiful. And he's all decked out in the tuxedo. And you probably know what's going to happen. But everything is just beautiful. And she's walking around with her family. And she sees him pull up. Well, she sees the carriage pull up and then him get out. And he's walking towards her and she's walking towards him. And so obviously they've had a year together and a happy year. And then he gets down on his knees
1: and he proposes. Okay. Um,
0: Obviously, they ended up getting married, but they don't show that part. What is the struggle in this movie? What's the biggest one? So I had to think about this because there were several, but the Obviously, the biggest struggle is that she has to. She has liver cancer in stage four and could possibly be dying, and has to have a transplant. Transplant ASAP.
1: Um, she has to quit nursing school. Um, that's a lot. So I call that a big struggle. And that's a big
0: life struggle. But then throughout the whole movie, each of them are struggling with their feelings for each other. And so that's the second biggest thing. And each one of those struggles are one. Which is what we're all about. Life struggles. My podcast is about some kind of struggle that somebody has. right? And how they have won that struggle. So thank you everybody for listening to me and putting up with all the things. Please watch this on YouTube and give it some views. Um, watch the movie if you can. So um I'll repeat it again. So it's on Voodoo. It's on Prime. It's on IMDB. But it's also going to be free on Hallmark Channel, movie channel, on December 19th at 7 p.m. Uh, I don't know if that's central time or not. I'm central time. And probably since I Googled it, it would go towards my time. So you'll have to look it up for your own time. But look it up. And find out what time it's on your Hallmark movie channel. Or you can go in before then if you want to watch it. If I've excited you enough about this fantastic Christmas movie. Go and watch it there. But make sure that you go to YouTube. And you give me um, some likes. And maybe some comments. And the biggest thing I want you to do. I've, I've got a challenge for you. Okay. So. After watching the movie, which I want you to do really bad because I know you'll love it. It's just a, a really good feeling movie. Nothing bad happens. Um, I want you to, in, in the YouTube comments, put where in the movie the real Chris and Heather are seen.
1: And then... Uh, Once you see them, tell me what they look like.
0: If you watch it on Spotify, or if you listen to it on Spotify, or Google or any of those, you can also give it um, a review. And I will have a, a question up there that you can ask a question about. And also, I want you guys to, um, on, on my podcast, please have, make me a suggestion of a movie that you would like me to review. Now we're doing these up until December 23rd. The rest, this week, I'm going to have to do two more movies by myself because Melinda's children are at home and she's homeschooling them, but... We'll see if that really goes that way, because I said to her, you know, you really only have to help them with their e-learning during the day. So um, here's the problem. Her husband is going to be out of town starting tonight and all the way through Monday or half of next week. I think Wednesday through Wednesday, a whole seven days. So. Um, and and I'm going to try to help her as much as possible. I was going to help her, like, get the kids to school, but that's not going to happen. I doubt that they'll, her oldest daughter will have volleyball practice since the school's closed down. It's a mess, you guys. So can we all please just, if you're not a Christian, that's okay, um, send some good vibes to her family, but to everybody's family that's still going through this darn pandemic. Um, You know, we could be shut down here anytime over Thanksgiving, our numbers rose, it's going to rise again over Christmas. I'm going to make a quick suggestion here. I don't know if I'm able to do that or not. But, you know, there's a lot of people not wearing masks. And the only thing I'm going to say about that is, um, I understand why people can't wear those masks all the time. I also understand that it's not protecting them. It's protecting other people, which is a good thing. So if you can do that and you happen to have a cold or a cough um, or you're sneezing, that's a good way to stop them from getting it. But to me, it's more important to um, wash your hands and use the sanitizers because that's how it's being passed so much is, you know, there's there's nobody mandating these big department stores right now. Um, Whereas at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, when everybody was closing down and stuff, they at least had sanitizer out, but they had a person there to hand you a mask if you didn't have it. Um, And that person was paid to stand there the whole time. Well, now they have nobody. And I just believe this, just my opinion, that if you had somebody at the door as they're leaving, that you had them use a, you know, just pump, pump your hands that it's going to help so many people so if you agree with me tell me about that too and just just spread that around that you're better off i mean i have some with me all the time and then when you get home wash with soap and water and i think it'll keep you a lot safer okay well thank you for listening um you can follow me on instagram Uh, You can look up my name, Christy Collier, or you can look up struggle underscore winner. And I will have lots of information for you on there. You can see my podcast part of them on there, but you can listen to them, as you know, on Spotify and the other platforms, like I've said before. Um, Melinda's Instagram, I believe, is Mama Weagle.
1: She said it. She has said it before. Let me check it real fast and then we will end this. Just want don't want to give you the wrong information. What is that? OK, so let's look up legal
0: W.E.I. This is how I find her the fastest, W-E-I-G-L-E, and it is Mama Weagle. Um, If you type in Melinda Weigle, I think it'll come up too, but Mama Weigle, W-E-I-G-L-E, is where you can find her. Now. She doesn't get on Instagram very much, but that is my main account. I think I have almost 30,000 followers. Um, If you have any suggestions, you can DM me on there. Um, I do check my DMs every night. And also you can DM me if you have some suggestions on movies and or people to interview in the future. Anybody that has a life struggle. Good night. Merry Christmas to you all. And in a couple days, I'll be doing another movie, but I'm not going to reveal that yet. Thank you so much, everybody, for putting up with me. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. And please make sure you watch that movie. Otherwise, everything I've talked about is in vain.